don't tell me how to raise my family. I told you not to tell me how to raise my family. So what do you see? I'm very happy for you. Yes, I made a deal with Union. My son is happy and safe. Congratulations. I'm taking care of him now, so... Yes. We should have figured out how to start it beforehand. I don't know what a good way to start is. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> I think that works. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Oh Yeah, Real Funny, a podcast about movies and other things like movies. I am your host, Niall Edwards, and I am joined, sitting opposite me, the other host of the show, Jack Antrobus. Yes, that's me. I'm I'm Jack. That's me, yeah. Words of wisdom, as always, Jack. Yes, yes. So, first episode of a new show. Going to be very exciting. We've both done podcasts before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very briefly. But, um... I know we we both have we both dabbled. I feel like you, you know. You so. maybe if you recognise my voice, you may be a listener following on from the Great Ship MTO, which <laughs> sadly died a very anticlimactic end. It was actually the episode after I talked about the film we're talking about today on it. So maybe this oh, yeah. film's the kiss of death for me. Uh, this this is just not going to go anywhere <laughs> after this. We've got <laughs> one more episode to go, and that's it. Um, but no, we're very excited to be doing this. Uh, just gonna be a bit of fun, and we've yeah. got what I think is gonna be a doozy for you today. Uh, I agree. We we started off strong, although I feel like first we should say most episodes have a focus, right? Yeah. I feel like just lay out the groundwork, and uh, uh, so we chose to watch before this podcast. Uh, there will be blood. Yep. Uh, my first time watching it. Niall having hyped it up for a long time. Yeah, I've seen this film countless times, and from the first time I saw it, I was immediately like, I think this is one of my favorites of all time and i've been trying to like evangelize it much like eli in the film get the word out as much as possible and i think i've won over like one person yeah. so i'm excited because we haven't talked about what you think of it yet yeah so I'm excited to see where this goes yeah and i genuinely knew absolutely nothing which i know i just said to you but makes made it a different experience and i know it would be different if i'd known anything and my uh my very early and brief thoughts were that that was a great fucking movie. Hell that yeah. That was quality. I cannot tell you how glad I am to hear you say that. Because I caught a vibe early on. I felt like, oh, mate, like you know when you're showing someone a YouTube video you find yeah. funny and they don't yeah, laugh yeah, and it's yeah. like the most horrible feeling. I caught a bit of that early on. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe this is going to be a controversial episode. Mm. But no, I'm glad we're in a similar boat at least for it. For for a while, obviously, I'll, I'll elaborate in a bit. But I was I was on that. Oh, oh God, it's not it's not it's not living up to yeah. the hope. So for me, this is a film I've seen countless times throughout my life. Well, the past like two years, but I've seen it maybe more than I've seen any other movie within that past two year span. Mm. I really fell in love with it from first watch. But this is the 2007 film There Will Be Blood, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, if I say I'm an oil man, you will agree. I'm a family man. I run a family business. This is my son and my partner, H.W. Plainview. You boys are a regular family business. Now, you have a great chance here. My son is a healer and a vessel for the Holy Spirit. He has a church. You will be cast up as the rest back to perdition! Ruthless silver miner turned oil prospector Daniel Plainview moves to oil-rich California using his son to project a trustworthy family man image. 
Plainview cons local landowners into selling him their valuable properties for a pittance. However, local preacher Eli Sunday suspects Plainview's motivations and intentions, starting a slow-burning feud that threatens both their lives. Slow-burning is definitely the right yeah, word yeah, to yeah. use there. It takes its time. Yeah, and I, I think it's a it's a pro and con uh, yeah. of the movie. You, you always run a risk when you do a slow-burn film. Um, I think it's so easy to just be boring. and But I think just about it just pulled me back in yeah. when i was kind of thinking oh i'll oh, know um i think this it's one that works you got to have the payoff be executed pretty much perfectly when you take the time that this film does and i thought it did yeah 100% like it's one of them ones where it's slow burn and it's re- it really forces you to get into its pace it doesn't follow normal pacing structures it's mm. like you're gonna you're with us for this and you're gonna do yeah, what we yeah. say in a very Daniel Plainview way. Yeah. <laughs> and that performance is incredible. We are gonna spoil yeah. this film, by the way, but one of my favorite parts of the film is that look in that final scene after he's been like this. Because it's such like this really impactful, mm. serious feeling yeah, scene. Yeah. But he's also this screaming idiot yelling drainage yeah, and yeah. I drink your milkshake. Well, I genuinely and this is one of the, the highest compliments I can give, like as it progressed and we saw him lose it more, yeah. I, I think is fair to say. Dude, it's like Joker. Yeah, so <laughs> speaking of the Joker, I was about to say oh, Jack no. Nicholson oh, okay, in The Shining. Okay. And that is one of my favourite performances of all time. And they're very similar in in a way, I think. Obviously, The Shining is much more horror and, and goes more full into that. But there's similarities in their performances in in the most positive way that yeah, I can mean. Yeah, right. I wouldn't would never have picked because I've never been a big Jack Nicholson fan actually. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an incredible performance from everyone. Like obviously Daniel Day Lewis is incredible as Daniel Plainview, but uh, Paul Dano is so mm. so so good as Eli. Yeah, true. Yeah, and you know this is one of them like regurgitated facts you see online all the time. So you might mm. know this, but he only found out he was playing Eli like two days before they started shooting. Ah, uh, I didn't know because he was always going to play Eli's brother. Yeah, yeah, that we see at the start. And the actor who was going to play Paul couldn't mm. keep up with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got rid of him and, yeah, yeah one of the damn. defining performances of his <laughs> career. Yeah, I mean, it's like as much as everyone talks about the the scene in the church, I think the moments that hit me more were the quieter ones. Mm. Like, we're just a stare. Like, you just feel it. And yeah. I know you, you know like that Daniel it's a good performance. Daniel look at Eli like an animal staring yeah. down its prey. And I think... I know the the kind of how it incorporates faith and like you learn so much uh, at least I felt about how where his faith is at and mindset and there's not really any exposition of it no like it's just well, his acting there are well, a few scenes where he does th- that's my one flaw with the film where there's a few where he just sits down and talks about his motivation yeah but, but I, they I work think, in context Look, yeah the scene with his brother that's, that's what I liked that's that's the thing like you can't do much without exposition yeah. and so i don't really get annoyed at it but y- you can incorporate it well and you can not incorporate it well and mm-hmm. i think this just f- fitted everything in a really natural way which is i think worked really well uh, so i tell you what this movie 
funny. <laughs> it's a funny movie. The scene where what, when is. he puts the tablecloth over his yeah, head and yeah. starts talking. Yeah. There's like just a few looks he gives at times. That, yeah. like, it reminded me of me and Jack, for the listeners, we're both big John Leguizamo fans. <laughs> yeah. And we went to see Violent Night when it was in cinemas back in like December. And we would just laugh at John Leguizamo <laughs> just smiling at someone yeah. because he's just killing it. He's getting, yeah. And like, there's some moments of that with Daniel Plainview mm. in this. I, I agree. That, uh, I thought, <laughs> like, but it was kind of like, I don't know, uncomfortable funny moments yeah. that I thought, which is another thing I wanted to say about what I loved about it. Like, from the first scene and with the music that plays, I was, like, dreading the next scene most most of it. Like, yeah. it really sets the tone really well. The and Johnny Greenwood score is yeah. insane. And it wasn't eligible for an Oscar. Bullshit. It was based off How? some, like, other music. So you're telling Johnny me Greenwood Peaches by Jack Black is. Oh, and... I, okay, yeah, I'm going to go on a rant here. I'm going to go on a side <laughs> note here. That song's become huge on, like, TikTok and stuff. I I don't get it. I it's thought it was no funny no. because it's Jack Black. Yeah, well, but that's yeah, as but far that, as it goes. I, I like... I watched it in the cinema because I took my cousins. Yeah, I went as well. We watched it in 3D, (laughs) (laughs) which was a real experience. And um, that song's on, and I'm like, yeah, kids' movie, it's fine. It's becoming big on TikTok. Like, listen to, I'm going to sound so snobby now, (laughs) but listen to any other Tenacious D song. True. And you're like, what you like? Just, oh, fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the Mario like, movie wasn't that great, you know. Uh, I've yeah. had the same experience with you. I came out, gave gave <laughs> it three we? stars on Letterboxd. Yeah. And then the more I've gone, I've gone, it's more of a two and a half at best. Should like, we transition this podcast into every episode <laughs> we start talking about a really great movie and then by the end we're talking about because like I I wonder yeah. I just I don't I don't have I don't want to have a thought on it because it upset because yeah. it's a kids' film. Yeah. But also kids' films should be better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, no, we're not doing this. I'm not going into Mario because that will happen every episode of this. Because if the, if you're coming to this podcast for like in depth film journalism, oh yeah, it's probably not the place. You're, we're here to, I don't even know what, but just yeah. to be a bit silly, have a bit of fun with. We started very dry with this one. Yeah, I think picking a film that is actually really good and we want to actually talk mm. about might have been a mistake. No, I. I... <laughs> Someone just tried to break in, <laughs> but um, no, nah, I think yeah, I I think we just got to warm up to the podcast, the, doing the podcasting again. I think nothing wrong with the film we chose because I could talk about it for a while. I genuinely thought like I liked it more than I expected to. Yeah, see, it's, because it's, you built it up quite a lot. I didn't yeah. think there'd be any way, and see, especially after how long it did take to pull me back in. Yeah. Yeah, because we did have, like we were alluding to earlier, that first, I think, hour, maybe hour and a half, mm. it's good on a rewatch because you can see a lot of the, the planting the seeds for what's to yeah. come, but it is oh, no, very yeah, the, slow. That first kind of hour, yeah, and how, like, I do think the main thing that kept me in it... <laughs> Keep going. Was that, um, ...was that dreadfulness that they did build on, like, and I think... Uh, again, in a similar way to The Shining and and Ari Aster's films, um, like sometimes the shot lingers too long, and and a lot of the time there were times in that opening act that I did think, okay, you just could have cut by now. There, there were other times where, where it did follow- make it uneasy. Yeah, there was one bit where we're following the pipeline. 
Yeah. And you see Eli walking up to Daniel in that lot. And you can yeah. see he's quite far away. Yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, we're going to see him walk the <laughs> yeah. whole fucking way, aren't yeah. we? And then we do. Mm. It That was a moment where, because I, like, I love this film. Yeah. Every time I've loved it, it's been like a five stars, one of the greatest I've ever met. Something yeah. about this watch. Mm. At first, I felt like I saw through it. Mm-hmm. I was very feeling like, oh, this is holding shots for too long that don't add yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'm mm. not sure about this. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I'm wrong. And I thought we could have an absolute bombshell hot take <laughs> yeah. podcast. But no, but because you go through that because you're meant to be able to see through Daniel. Yeah. And at the same time, Eli, like they are both these like in a like not a cheesy way, but two sides of the same coin yeah. kind of thing where they're both like these dead eyed con men. Yeah. I mean, I thought is the point of the film. Yeah. Uh, I feel like like just those two and their different ideologies and I feel like different in every way, but connected so ever so slightly yeah. as well. Like and that's they want what's the so fascinating thing for about the same it. reason. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is just their dynamic is the most interesting part of it for yeah. me. Like and and that's why the slow burn works as well, because we get to the ending that I mean I imagine we'll talk about in a bit where yeah. we actually get there. But yeah, it's oh, it's done so slowly but so carefully. As yeah, and well. because it's so slow, you feel like you've watched this this yeah. bond or this mutual whatever happen very authentically. Because mm. it's not happening all at once. He's not. It's not these big grand coincidences mm. where it's like, oh, and then they had coffee. I don't know what coffee <laughs> was going to be the next one. It was going to be coffee. Um, but, like you, you see it. I don't want to say blossom, but kind of yeah. blossom. Y- y- no, yeah, I, I get what you mean, and I, I feel like the way they do it through through the differences in their faith it is something that I thought was quite compelling as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up from my laptop to agree with that. Uh, but yeah, this film's obviously been talked a lot about and analysed. It's obviously got its uh, capitalism mm. versus religion theme that we've lightly mm. touched on there. But I think another really interesting way to look at it is kind of representing the left wing and the right wing in America. Mm. Especially at the time that was leading up to like the 2008 election when this came out, which was highly controversial mm-hmm. from the start, really. Yeah, yeah. And... It's this way that they want very... I don't want to get into politics here. <laughs> but it's, you see it reflected in that because they're both after, like we were saying, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Or different things, but for the same reasons. Yeah. And it's yeah. this kind back and forth where they're at war with each other and neither of them wants to admit that it's because the other one are fighting. Mm. But you see after the big I've abandoned my boy scene, mm. Eli leaves. Yeah. He yeah. leaves town and there's no coincidence that that happens mm. right after. And then he comes back looking for a little more, pushing his luck a little bit, mm. and he gets destroyed. And I, I think as well that that parallel between that um, scene where he comes back and um, Daniel makes him shout, and with the church scene, that is what perfectly represents them being on those that same coin. Yeah. And when I picked up on that, I thought, oh, oh yeah, this film's great. Yeah. And then it just goes to the next step and. I mean, I guess you could argue Daniel already snapped, I suppose, but just the brutality of that ending yeah. and how he's really like just a mess, like Daniel. Um, and yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's great. I love the ending. 
Yeah, so if you haven't seen it and you're still here because you don't care about spoilers or whatever, basically what happens is Daniel Plainview, played by Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, forms this kind of, and he's he's this big oil tycoon, and he forms this rivalry with a local preacher called Eli Sunday, played by Paul Dano, and the whole film really, in essence, from start to finish, because even the stuff about Daniel's son and his brother are inherently linked to the way he thinks, and therefore mm. the way he thinks about Eli. Yeah. And so the whole film is about this back and forth rivalry and there's some great imagery used in there that i really mm. like when that big oil derrick explodes yeah and yeah. there's literal fires of hell yeah. shooting up from the ground yeah and eli's just oh it's it's that scene stuff like that is so well done in it yeah you see that that's the point where it pulled me back in mm. like because i i'd reached the point of which i think we've watched a few films where i've got there uh, where it's just like i need something now i need something to pull me back in yeah and that did it and yeah, because it's like that sense of dread. It's like, I knew it. I yeah. knew this this couldn't work. And seeing then the father-son relationship break down, that, I don't know, it, it's kind of mysterious, I felt, leading up to, to that point. Like, it, it's kind of difficult to get a grasp on what their bond kind of is. Yeah, and, and the same thing with uh, Daniel and his son. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. sorry, I, was on, I was looking <laughs> at the Wikipedia page. Uh, but yeah, because it, it looks as if Daniel does kind of love him. Yeah, but, but there's little moments that... He, he's yeah. not a man that's capable of yeah. love. But by the end, you're getting this kind of like... The moment... Because the, the whole thing with his brother is mm. his brother shows up right as Eli... Uh, not Eli, um, HW yeah. kind of goes deaf. Yeah, yeah. And it's obviously a lot for Daniel to deal with. And because of the reason he's using HW, it kind of mm. loses its value. Yeah, so yeah. when this guy who's his brother shows up, he immediately drops HW, goes to send him to San Francisco or wherever he does, yeah, yeah. and uses his brother. And it's when he kills his brother, because it's not mm. actually his brother, spoilers, Yeah, uh, that, that he brings HW back. <laughs> and HW like hits and... Ha oh, mm. no. <laughs> HW like hits him and stuff. And it, it's this, you see the dynamic, and yeah. then that bastard from a basket scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, that was, that was kind of difficult to watch for me. I, I don't, it, it's just so yeah. kind of, I know, again, I, I can't think of any more words, but brutal in, yeah. in its execution and their performances, because it feels so real. And yeah. just the, the way we've seen their relationship change throughout the film, like, no, I feel like it, you kind of feel like it's always going somewhere like this, and to see it actually happen, and just yelling at his son, calling him a bastard, yeah. like it's it is brutal. And it, that might be my favorite scene in the film because I know I that, that I've abandoned my boy and the mm. "I drink your milkshake" are these big iconic scenes and blowups. And that scene is too. It does have this big, impactful, like male mm. white male screaming yeah, performance yeah. that we've seen just too much of. <laughs> Yeah. But it's a little bit more understated than that, and I think even though it, it isn't between Daniel and Eli, it kind mm. of starts to resolve that, because those were the two big pillars in his life at the time. Yeah, yeah. And you see him get knocked down in one day, one after the other. Mm. Literally a bowling pin knocked yeah. down by the end. Yeah, I think uh, I see. I think my favourite scene has to be the milkshake scene. Right, I, yeah. I just that's valid. Also, that fucking <laughs> yeah, fucking got me. I'm gonna be doing that voice all day. I'm gonna be walking around the house going, "I drink your milkshake." <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> that 
No, wait. Sorry, this is so fucking random. But you made this. You said this to me ages ago. Did I? I just remembered. We were stone, and you were saying it to me. Like, oh, I think it might have been in college. You were just saying to people all day, oh, <laughs> if I've got a milkshake over oh, here yeah. and doing it. I've and I've only just realized that's where it's from. <laughs> Holy shit. I was once on a night out with some people who'd seen the film. And a couple of us started doing it. And since that night, I found it the funniest thing. And it doesn't make sense <laughs> to anyone else, really. But I loved it. That's the best payoff to a joke you've <laughs> ever done. Oh, my God. I didn't even know I'd done it. <laughs> Because I remember you doing it and just being confused the whole time and Setting genuinely up this wondering. This podcast afterwards. has been the long con to get you to see <laughs> that and finally understand. Oh damn! Oh no, it's definitely my favourite scene. <laughs> now, now it's got even more to it. But yeah, it like that whole ending scene. The fact that the final, the final bit that happens in this film mm. is the main character turning <laughs> to camera and going, "The end." It's <laughs> yeah. like he turns and goes, "I'm finished." <laughs> yeah. It's like, "Yep, perfect." Chuck it in, chuck it out. Good yeah, on you, Paul. It's one of those, you know, it, it, at that point, and, and same with a few different kind of characters like this, it's the perfect recent example I can think of. It's kind of like how mi- mixing the tension and comedy in, in quite an uncomfortable way, because Resident Evil 7 does that. And Ooh, that's okay. why I love that, because you're, you're being chased and you're kind of shitting yourself the entire time, but the lines they're delivering the way that you can't help but laugh but you're not yeah. like it, it, they're genuinely funny lines and and they're genuinely acting in comedic ways but still a sense of threat and their sense of being uncomfortable and dread I, and i think dread is what this film nails uh, yeah. which I, I just didn't expect even down to the title the title being yeah. there will be blood yeah it's like well that started to play in my mind throughout it yeah. like the more that it kind of built up i was like oh we're we're gonna see how this title plays into it as we as we went along, and yeah, we it did. did. It we did. did. There's a bit of like there's a great uh, you know, the show, the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Capaldi. There's a great scene of him and someone else talking about there will be blood, mm. and it's this great little scene. I'll I'll cut it in here for the listener. Okay. And in fact, I'll just show it to you. <laughs> I went to see that film. There will be blood. Right. I mean, it's a fucking great title. Somebody says to you. Do you fancy going to see a film? Oh, well, I don't know. Will there be blood? There will be blood, right? I'm in, I'm in. I mean, that is a fucking great title for a film. I mean, you couldn't have a better title for a film. Apart from maybe there will be tits. You could, you could have a cinema that just shows there will be blood and there will be tits. You don't need any other films. That's the end of cinema right there. Just fucking going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you know, I went to see there will be blood. And there wasn't any fucking blood! There was some blood. Oh, there was hardly any fucking blood. <laughs> so that's a great scene. Yeah, oh, that's good. I still need to watch that. Uh, yeah, the in-the-loop movie is good. I've got something to ask you. Um, because this is just out of genuine curiosity. Um, that, obviously, you've built up this film a lot. You've said how much you you love it. Uh, but I want to know, like, from, from your... In the same way that I've spoken a lot about Nope. Uh, I wanna, why does this hit you so much? See, oh, that's a really good <laughs> question, actually. I don't know how to go about that. Um, well, the stuff they use for the fake oil in it is the same thing they put in, like, McDonald's chocolate milkshakes. <laughs> and I think that appeals to me on a real on a real base level, on a real instinct level. I see that. And I, but yeah, I see that. It's, um, it was one of the first films I watched when I was kind of getting more into, you know films with i guess deeper meanings and this mm. film's very on the nose yeah a lot yeah. of what it does 
but it was me coming into this. I did a marathon of all the Paul Thomas Anderson films mm. and getting to this one was a big one. And I think the first one from him where mm. he's using the fact that it's a film to really elevate this story mm. and your expectations of what a film is going in, it kind of changes that because it does just set its own pace. It doesn't play mm. it conventionally in that way. It knows its tone. It knows its vibe. It knows how fast it should be going. Mm -hmm. And it just locks you in. And I think it keeps you really absorbed in it. And those yeah. long tracking camera shots that can seem boring, they help to like immerse you in what you're watching and mm. see these people as people and not characters. Mm. It's a very well articulated <laughs> answer. Yeah. I didn't expect myself to be able to <laughs> No, do that, that was good, yeah. I'm quite shocked. I'm, I'm going to be honest, I was setting you up for failure. I didn't see that coming from you at all. Uh, with with did full I. respect. When I, did, when I did the chalky milkshake thing, I was like, oh no, I'm going to struggle here. <sighs> so we're going to do our famous segment of this show called Rate That Review, which yes. we decided to do about 45 seconds ago. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, films always get rated on stuff like Letterboxd and that, and we do it. But that's boring. You can look anywhere for a rating of a film, so where we're going to be different is we're just going to find some other people who reviewed <laughs> it, steal their content, and then tell them that they were bad at it. <laughs> I don't like this segment anymore, actually. <laughs> this feels mean, because I was gonna. Re I went through like the lowest star of it, but now it just feels like picking on people for having an opinion. Nah, nah, I think it, it's deserved. Yeah. Let me find one that's actually funny. So I don't want to read just a review that's just like like this one just says mid. Like, oh, <laughs> one just says fart noise. Someone said damn Daniel, that shit was ass. <laughs> which I quite like. Yeah. And might have changed good. my mind on this film. I'm gonna cancel this segment. <laughs> I'm very quickly because this feels mean. Wait, has, has have any of our friends reviewed it? Oh god. <laughs> I gotta log in and shit. Why are you making me oh, do hang on. this? No, no, no. I, I can find it. No, no, <laughs> no they haven't. <laughs> just Samantha has it on one to watch, and so does Charlie. I can rent it on Amazon. So we're we're at the dilemma now. We need to figure out a way to rate this. And being the first episode of the podcast, I have no idea. Yeah. What kind of score? I think we're we'll just figure on. it out as we go along with each oh, episode. That sounds like a horrible stress for us to live with. Nah, because because then we can look back and see how we've grown. You know, each episode, episode by episode. I don't really tend to grow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, closing thoughts, I suppose. It lived up to what you set up, which I'm glad about. And I set it up strongly. Yeah, and it was going for a while. Um, and I really just couldn't be bothered to watch it before now. And I'm, I'm glad I watched it now because it really... It is just such an interesting film yeah. that it does pull you in very well. And like I think some of the shots do go on too long. It, I think it probably could have been a little bit shorter overall, but that's really it. I think it nails everything else. Because like, right when you are thinking, oh, this is too long, it pulls you back in in a big way with that explosion. And... And also, it's a visually stunning movie. It really works. It feels very, very kind of day. And there's just a lot of great shots uh, yeah. that, again, like you said earlier, pull you in, which is, I think, with some films, that's not always great. Like, uh, Call Me By Your Name, I think, the Timothy Sha uh, Chalamet one. Um, like, that does that a lot, but it's only that. Uh, and that's why that film didn't really work for me. But this, this, 
pulls me into the the scenery and the location and and the time as well as caring and wanting to see what happens to these characters and doing genuine interesting things with them and with their ideals and and their faith and i thought it was a really tense film at times and just a very it was a very harsh film and just another story about a man and everything around him kind of crumbling i suppose in a way and just like babylon the king of movies <laughs> um we do have to cover babylon for this at some yeah 100 um yeah i think yeah uh good movie glad i watched it <laughs> i love that that was your essay and then your your conclusion was, yeah it's all right uh but yeah i, I think i like for me i don't know where to start with this i've been a huge paul thomas anderson fan for a while this has always been my favorite of his since i first saw it mm. i think watching it this time it fell down that ranking a little bit mm. i think it really i don't know what it is maybe i've seen it too much so its mm. effect is kind of drained on me mm. but i i still love it yeah i just it might have dipped from a five star to a four and a half damn i don't know damn. i don't know it's not like i disliked it i still yeah. think it's as good i think i've just as someone who enjoys film has seen a lot better yeah, since yeah. my last time I watched this and my mm -hmm. kind of views and perspective has changed, mm -hmm. but it's still an absolute masterpiece. Like imagine yeah. making this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, fun yeah. fact about it. Actually, that's just reminded me of okay. while they were making this. Mm -hmm. Oh no, not Oh brother. Where are thou? What's the coin? No, uh, no country for old men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No country for old men was filming in like a couple of fields over. Oh. And it was the scene where there will be blood does the big like fire thing with the oil. Oh barrack. yeah. And No Country for Old Men had to delay the shoot a few days because oh, there was just this massive beam of fire <laughs> in the background that they just they couldn't get Javier Bardem to explain. So it was like, ah, it's fine. Oh, that's good. <laughs> we got to watch that at some point. I've never seen that either. Yeah. No Country for Old Men. Well, that took the Oscar that year, I think. It was Best Picture and the big two were this, There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. And I oh, think okay. No Country took it. Oh. Okay. So, okay, how about that's how we end each review? We do Should This Movie Have Beat No Country for Old Men at the Oscars? And it, for every film, it's no just matter No what Country film for it Old is, Men. It's always No Country for Old Men. What do you reckon of that? I mean, I've never seen it, but I'm down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even better, even better. Exactly. So, Jack, do you think this film deserved to beat No Country for Old Men at the Oscars? Um, I think surely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard that No Country for Old Men has a big fire, you yeah. know, coming from the ground. Yeah. This has that. <laughs> Is that what you're looking for in all films? What yeah. other films have that? Do you count that big sun in Spider-Man 2? I'd count that. I, I think know. that's an ad adaptation. Yeah. You know, of, of that. <laughs> of there will be blood. <laughs> of, of big fire. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> Let's leave it there. I also think this movie... I have seen No Country for Old Men. And I think this movie deserved to be it, but it, it's, it might it might be 50-50. It's yeah, very yeah. close. But you see a lot... Ugh, I'm not I'm not going to go into internet discourse. It pisses me off. Have you watched anything else this week that you reckon it's worth talking about briefly? Uh, Super Mario. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've already spoken to you a bit uh, just in the day about Pope's Exorcist. Was, Which uh, is what I call Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, The Pope's Exorcist was was uh, quite an interesting film. It, it was like we were all expecting to get quite scared actually uh, as we went in, but it, it was a weird like 
good time blockbuster Hollywood horror film and that kind of embraced the fun aspect of horror in a way while still not not like being comedic although Russell Crowe is fucking hilarious in it um but yeah I mean that's yeah that's that's about it community's going great yeah I've, so you're I've watching community, community at the moment yeah when that community movie comes out we'll be straight on here oh, to talk yeah. about it I can't wait. Well, didn't Donald Glover have an interview recently and he said... Like, he was doing like a Wired yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, one of those things. I think. And yeah, he was like, yeah, like no one properly knew for certain whether he was yeah. in it or not. And just in the middle of it, he goes, oh yeah, well, we're filming it in like a month or something. Yeah, yeah. Great. Which, great which I'm glad, because even though I haven't finished it yet, Troy is... I love Troy. But do you know who know... replaces Troy? No. Mike from Breaking Bad. Oh my God. <laughs> actually, oh my God. actually, actually, no, he kind of replaces Pierce. Okay. Because you That's already fine. know that both of those got out, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Season two has definitely been, like, uh, what I expected from it, I guess, like, quality-wise, and from the f- odd episodes you'd shown me before. Like, uh, I got back up to the episode where it's got um, Professor Professorson, uh, and I had a great time with it. Conspiracy. Th- like, that is, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. looking for just a fun sitcom episode of TV to watch, mm. stick on Community. It's in season two, probably like episode nine or something. Yeah, I'd yeah. guess Conspiracy Theories and Interior Design. Peak sitcom. Yeah. Oh, I watched so that new Auntie Donna show that came oh, out yeah. this week. I mentioned it earlier. And I didn't love it. I didn't love it. And I'm, I'm a big Auntie Donna fan, have been for mm. about six years I don't, I don't love it. It's, it hurts me to say that because mm. everything else they've released in this time, I've enjoyed at least a little. Yeah. yeah. This show, there's just something about it. I'm not sure if it's because they're trying to fit more in the sitcom style, mm. but heighten it. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I'm not, but everyone else seems to be loving it. So mm. maybe I'm in okay. I mean, I, I love the, the Netflix series that, yeah. that I watched the last, last few weeks. It genuinely, when, we came back to yours and watched it the other week. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in so long. If you don't know Auntie Donna out there, get on them. They're absolutely great. And also another call out for people who are out there. If you're watching Succession, <laughs> please message me because I need to talk to someone about this. I haven't we'll do an Jack episode eventually. Yet. We'll you, get there. I'm just going to like watch it slowly here. I want to do a whole mini series that I've oh, already yeah. discussed. We'll call it <laughs> Succession. Yeah, and we'll we'll do a suck session at the end of every episode where we we talk about uh, succession yeah. season by season. I think I think that'll yeah that'll work. <laughs> yeah, all good. Right, we're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you so much for joining us. Another oh, before we go, Jack, what's our film we're doing next week? Oh, oh, okay. Next episode, we'll be looking at The Shining. Oh, I decided after watching this one, and and yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down that route, which hopefully. Uh, you you like it? Yeah, a but... film the uh, opposite of this one mm. you've seen and I believe love. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I know it's a classic. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. Right, yeah, watch The Shining if you want to keep up with us next week. Uh, for now, thank you so much for joining us on Ah oh, Yeah Real Funny. I've been Nile Edwards. I've been Jack Antrobus, and we'll see you at the movies. <laughs> <laughs>